Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. It's FBC Radio Live. It is Friday. Another Friday in the books. The last Friday in July. It's August almost, which means, John, it's NFL season. And um, your guy, your guy, Aaron Rodgers, uh, took a big pay cut to uh, help his new team, John, his new team, the New York Jets, out significantly. Uh, I don't know how Packers fans, I mean, I, I think Packers fans have some mixed emotions over this, but uh, no, he takes a pretty big pay cut, which opens uh, uh, opens the door for potentially a guy like Dalvin Cook uh, joining the crew, Gang Green, as they call him. Is that what they call him? Gang Green? <laughs> yep. Yeah, Absolutely. right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I always wondered, I always wondered why that, 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 I mean, I get the play on words, but like. You, you, you know the thing you're playing off of isn't that great. I mean, I mean, I guess no, I guess the franchise no, has had Gang Green, no. yeah, yeah, for for much. fifty years now, so sixty years. So, uh, but no, look, I mean, look, this this is just another example of the Jets being all in because uh, three and four years from now, whether or not Aaron Rodgers is is playing, um, he, he he's going to cost a significant amount of money against the cap for this team. But uh, that's. You know, when when you're the Jets, or if you're any franchise, forget the Jets, any franchise that is going all in to win a Super Bowl, you're not thinking about years three and four. You're thinking about years one, in particular, and year two. So, uh, I guess again, big time pay cut uh, from Aaron Rodgers, and it's going to benefit the Jets. Yeah, I mean, he'll benefit from this on the back end. I'm sure he's not really losing any money, but just the way they rearranged it, it gives them some relief. And you would think Dalvin Cook would be their target. He is supposed to meet with the Jets. Uh, he's shown interest in joining the Jets. Miami, also the Patriots may be in play. I think he ends up with the Jets. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is speaking on his behalf because Rodgers had to play Dalvin Cook twice a year for five years when Cook was with Minnesota. And when he faced the Green Bay Packers, he used to torch them. He had some huge games against the Packers. So oftentimes, and we've seen this with Bill Belichick, when you play someone once or twice a year, your admiration grows for them and eventually maybe <laughs> want them on their team. Exactly. Yeah, we can't defend the guy, so let's go get him. Yeah. yeah. So that's what Aaron Rodgers is putting forward. I'm going to also bring up one other player, and, and one of Aaron Rodgers' closest friends in all of football, if not all of life, is David Bakhtiari, the former All-Pro left tackle of the Green Bay Packers, who suffered uh, knee injury at the end of the 2020 season and hasn't been right since, but he appears to be getting stronger and the Packers are probably looking to clear some salary on their own because they're still paying some um, of what they owe Rodgers in terms of cap uh, commitment. Maybe David Bakhtiari is on the market and he ends up being Aaron Rodgers' blindside protector because at his best, he's probably the best left tackle in football. I don't think he can play at that level anymore, but you know we know Rodgers likes to bring his friends along. Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, I'm just waiting for Mercedes Lewis to show up uh, at some point to be like the third he, string tight end. He, he's the still Jets. out there. He's still out there. Yeah, he, well, he's he's older than I am, so they probably don't want to put too much pressure on him in training. He'll come in the final week of training camp. But I, I'm just throwing that out there. There's no news reporting that, but he did open up a lot of cap space that they could afford both Dalvin Cook and David Bakhtiari, and that would really tidy up the offense. We know their defense is really good. So the Jets, as you said, they're all in. Well, and, and look, you have to be. If you're New York, I mean, you can't come into this thing and, and, and do this half-assed. I mean, what's mm-hmm. the point? You know, you're committing all this to Aaron Rodgers. Now, look, again, and, and, and you know, I, I'll, I'll 
keep going to my grave believing this. He, he's not Tom Brady. And, and I'm not saying that to mean... It's not meant to be insulting, John. I know it's you know some people might take it this way, but there there there's a lot of uncert uncertainty surrounding him as well, um, mm-hmm. in terms of what he can do, even at his best. Because even at his best, I mean, again, one Super Bowl and in his entire career, one appearance. And I know uh, I saw someone on Twitter talk about, well, you know, if Aaron Rodgers would have done this. For the Packers, they could have won more Super Bowls, or you know, then you get to the hypothetical question. But then I say, well, the the salary cap didn't prevent them from getting to five NFC Championship games under Aaron Rodgers. It's not the salary cap that kept them from, you know, winning four of them. So, you know, even with the perfect ideal situation, he's still going to have to perform at a level that he ha- he isn't accustomed to at a certain point in the postseason if they get to that. So. Um, so if you're the Jets, yeah, you're committing a lot to Aaron Rodgers, and he's making your team drastically better. It's their, the best quarterback they've had, you know, since... Ever. <laughs> yeah. No, it, I mean, really, honestly, I mean, I'm, like, sitting here staring. Namath, I'm like, Joe Namath, Joe Namath would tell you that. I mean, yeah. Joe Namath, up until this year, has always been the greatest Jets quarterback, and he's beloved. I mean, I, I've, I've said this before. I don't know if there's any other franchise in any of the four major sports who are so tied to a player who hasn't played for them for 45 years. I mean, Joe Namath left the Jets after the 1976 season, and he's still beloved by the fan base and the media, and he's still Mr. Jet, right? I mean, yeah, you know, well. I, mean I know the Bruins have Bobby Orr, uh, but, you know, the Bruins have had some success. Well, well I was going to say, like, there, there's, there's very also very few franchises that have been have failed the spectacularly for this long, like the Jets. So there, there's reason why they still cling to a, a star from, from the 60s, but that's beside the point. You're not going to get any good yeah. word out of me for, for, about the Jets, so if anyone's no, out no, there. No, there's, they, not, there's not much out there. No, I mean, they, yeah. they were into a AFC Championship games a little over a decade ago with uh, Mark Sanchez and quarterback. So, you know, obviously they feel they have the defense. And now they have the quarterback that they can finally break through. And, yeah, I mean, he's played in five NFC Championship games, and he hasn't really played well in any of them. In those five games, he has nine touchdown passes and eight interceptions. That's a ratio he has uh, in no other situation. Regular season, wild card games, divisional round, Super Bowl. I mean, he's generally the best at in terms of touchdowns to interception ratios in the history of the sport, except in the NFC championship games. And that's an awful big if, because those are awfully important games. They're, you know, five of the six most important games the guy's ever played in. Um, and he hasn't really shined in those games. So well, yeah, if they get back there this year and he underperforms again, then, you know, he's to blame, not somebody on special teams or the coach or whatever. It's him. He has to step up. Well, and that's, that's why I always would push back against the, well, if Aaron Rodgers was with this, he, he, he would have won 10 Super Bowls and this. I'm like, no, like, look, you can pinpoint individual plays that, that might've not gone their way that ultimately decided the game. But, you know, again, that's, that's just kind of focusing on the very last thing you saw when, well, the reason they lost this game is more complicated than that. Did it ultimately come down to that one play? Technically, yes. But, you know, for example, the the uh, the special teams gaffe, you know, the okay. onside kick. Like, did they lose that game because of that gaffe? Well, technically, yes. But they lost that game 
for a lot of other reasons, not just because of that. And I, <clears throat> excuse me. And again, that that helps shape, you know, the oh poor Aaron Rodgers narrative. When the reality of it is, they've been to five NFC Championship games since two thousand eight. The Packers. That's that's a pretty impressive amount. I I, I know again, you know, that when you when you're constantly comparing things to Tom Brady and the Patriots, everything's going to look you know, pale in comparison. But the reality of it is five and 13 years or uh, 15 or whatever it is. That's, that's, that's pretty good, John. The problem is they've only won one of them. And that's, you know, that's, again, that's not because of the salary cap. That's not because uh, they've always had quote unquote bad defenses, which is another, you know, narrative. It's well, their best players just didn't perform at the highest level when they needed it the most. And that includes Aaron Rodgers. So they're, they're kind of like the modern day Celtics, right? Get oh, sure. Conference finals and then lose, you know, and I've compared them to the Bruins in some sense because the Bruins won the Stanley cup and the Packers won the Super Bowl what, four months apart back in 2011. Mm-hmm. And they were both really young teams with, you know, a brilliant young quarterback and a, the Bruins had this young core, and you just assumed both teams were going to win multiple championships at some point. And to be honest with you, since that point forward, the Packers have been the second most successful franchise in football behind only the Patriots, yet they only have that one championship yeah. to show for it. And the Bruins since that point have been right there with, I think, the Penguins and pretty much the Penguins is the most successful team in hockey, but they only have that one Stanley Cup championship to show for mm-hmm. So it's not like those two teams went off the rails. It's just they never quite finish things off. And, yeah, he, he's going to have to play better in those big games. Um, and, and he certainly hasn't. He, he really hasn't. I mean, you go back in 2014, that game you referenced, they're up 19-7 to with two and a half minutes left. But they should have been up, you know, 31-7 to yeah. because he threw two picks in key situations. They kept settling for field goals when they could have punched it in for a touchdown at any moment to really give them an insurmountable lead. And they allowed the Seahawks to get back in that game because they didn't build a big enough lead and then when he played Brady in the NFC championship game a couple of years ago he was good but he wasn't good enough you know he played yeah. an interception late in the second quarter and had a chance to run in what would have potentially been the game tying touchdown instead he threw an incompletion and they kick a field goal and we know what happened from there so yeah he had opportunities to step up and he wasn't good yeah and and look I mean this will be this will be a big you know, uh, uh, obviously a nice, we've talked about it before. I, I think if anyone right now, especially cur- like this very moment would benefit from a second Super Bowl, it would be Aaron Rodgers in terms of big time legacy, uh, especially since, you know, Patrick Mahomes now has a second and he's, you know, as young as he is. So uh, there's a lot for Aaron Rodgers to gain by winning a second one, especially with another team and especially with a team like the Jets. Um, so we're, we're going to see how that eventually plays out. And again, I mean, I kind of expect Dalvin Cook to end up signing there and, you know, we'll see what happens after that. Um, I saw, I think this might be someone just throwing crap against the wall. Uh, but somebody also brought up the idea of Devonte Adams and I'm like, all right, now I think we're just getting into fantasy football realm, but yeah, you never know. You never know. I mean, they might realize that Aaron Rodgers needs all the help he can get. So, anyways, <laughs> anyways, uh, other news in the NFL. Uh, unfortunately, we've had a couple injuries already. Um, one seems a little bit more significant than the other uh, in terms of, well, length of time. But uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, t- uh, 
torn meniscus was it i believe torn meniscus. yeah yes. so you know he's gonna actually miss regular season time i believe that's already been stated and then uh joe burrow went down yesterday uh, a year and a day after his appendectomy a- appendectomy right oh my god see now you know what sometimes when you say something and then you think you screw it up and then you try to think through it and you just make it worse that's exactly what just a- happened there. So a- appendectomy, right? Yeah, yeah. So appendix I, removed, right? Right. Yeah, appendectomy. That's what I said the first yeah. time. Correct. Okay. All right. Absolutely. All right. I'm Stick just with that. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm 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 losing my mind, well, you're, John. You're a little shaken up because <clears throat> Joe Burrow is your you yeah. know, long lost younger brother. Right. So you know, well wishes to my second favorite quarterback in football. So uh, yeah, that was scary when you heard that. And again, strain calf, which. Sometimes can lead to Achilles problems. We right. saw that with Kevin Durant four years ago, strained calf, and some time came back and blew out his Achilles. So I know the Bengals are going to have to watch that. And again, he's on the precipice of signing a huge contract because we saw Justin Herbert sign, mm-hmm. you know, just five a few years, days ago. Yeah, five years, two hundred sixty-two and a half million dollars. I'm assuming Burrow's going to get more. Mm-hmm. He's a better quarterback. So you know, and we know the Bengals are notoriously cheap. So if I'm Joe Burrow, his agent, you know get that contract signed ASAP um, and hopefully it is just a cap strain that's going to keep him out a lot of training camp. He, he hasn't really had a clean off season though, you know, yeah. really uh, when you look at it or a clean training camp because his first year was COVID. So it wasn't really a training camp. Then he had the knee injury midway through his rookie season. So he had rehab that going through the second year. And then last year at the beginning of training camp was the appendectomy and now he's dealing with the cap strain, so he hasn't been able to really be full in in training camp, which just shows you, again, what a great quarterback the guy is because it doesn't seem like he misses a beat. So let's just hope but, that uh, he's okay. But it may start to kind of raise a few red flags, though, because and in some of these situations, obviously the appendectomy, that's unfortunate. You know, that's not a football injury. Mm-hmm. But at such a young in such a, a short period of time, he's missed significant time. Not just not like necessarily on the field football time, but like training camp time, practice time with with some injuries. I mean, he dealt with injuries last year too. So that that is something that might be a little concerning, especially for someone so young. You know that that you know all of a sudden we start to see a pattern, and. I don't know, and like you said, if you're the Bengals, I mean, the Bengals are are, are cheap to begin with, so you're going to sit there and, and probably look for anything to try to save a few bucks to begin with. So I, I hope this doesn't ultimately lead to some sort of prolonged no- negotiation and an attempt by the Bengals to kind of save a few bucks, but um, I, I'm, I don't blame them for being maybe, you know, slightly concerned. Yeah, just a little bit, obviously. You know, the knee injury is one of those things almost like the Brady injury back in 2008 yeah. where you're in the pocket, you step up and you get your knee blown out. That, that can happen to any quarterback. Um, the cap strain that's well, again, just the way the guy's body is constructed, who knows? Like some guys are just durable. Like Brett Favre could get dumped on his head, get up smiling and then continue to play. Mm-hmm. And then there are other quarterbacks that were obviously fragile. The thing about the Chargers signing Herbert, Herbert's been durable, right? I mean, uh, in the first three years, of his career. So, you know, that's a, a, a good thing for the Chargers and a good thing for Herbert. But I, I think obviously if you borrow, you want to get this thing signed and let's hope it is just a cap strain and it's not mm-hmm. a precursor 
to that Achilles, which is a totally different injury. Yeah, and and I think fortunately, you know, I think it, it fortunately for them, it did happen early enough in the off season that you know, in training camp and everything, that you can kind of slow it down, monitor it a little bit, and uh, hope that it doesn't linger, like you said. And uh, you know, again, if you're the Bengals, I mean, your season hinges on Joe Burrow. You don't have Joe Burrow, you you know, reset and start over because, well. Who do you have? I mean, what are you going to do? You know, it's it's not um, Tom Brady. <laughs> hey, hey, stop it! <laughs> stop it! The old, Joe, All right. the old Joe Burrow, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm 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 getting past the fact that he's not going to be taking snaps here uh, over the next few several months or whatever. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe he's just waiting out an injury, like an old savvy veteran. You know, just kind of like those uh, those old guys. You know, you never know. You never know. Um, but, yeah, so it'll be obviously be worth monitoring, um, you know, the Joe Burrow situation. Obviously, we know Jalen Ramsey, like I said, is going to miss time with that injury. And, and look, that's that's tough because, I mean, he's getting he's getting up there in age in terms of quarter, or cornerback age. Um, he's had, I, I think, a very up-and-down career in terms of like there's been times where he's been no doubt one of the two best cornerbacks in the league but then there was a couple years where he just he was just average at best you know and like I I think that I I don't know I mean I I just don't know if this is something like they're just going to he's just going to hop right back in and be because look the Dolphins acquired him to be one of the best cornerbacks in the league. I don't know if he's going to be that when he comes back. Certainly not right away. He may not be the best corner on his team. I mean, Xavier Howard's really good too, right? So, Oh, sure. If, yeah, if Jalen Ramsey's right and is closer to what he was, say, in 16, 17, 18, when he was one of the two or three best corners in the league, then you have two shutdown corners which is a nice thing to have in that division because you're playing Stephon Diggs twice a year, Garrett Wilson twice a year. You know, obviously the league is just loaded with wide receivers. Uh, but, yeah, they're going to have to go in there, take a look at what the injury is, and they can either clip it, which is kind of like a short-term answer, and he comes back in October, or they go in and do the full operation, and he probably comes back in December. So that's kind of what they have to weigh at this point. But, yeah, his play has slipped a little bit. He's He's a bigger corner, too. He's like 6'1", 6'2", 210 pounds. And I don't know if those guys necessarily age as well, because if he puts on a few pounds, maybe he's not as quick and nimble as he used to be. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, they went out and they got him, I believe, for a third-round pick. And they went out and got Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator, which I think is a great move. He's one of the best defensive minds in all of football. So the Dolphins feel that their defense is really improved from a year ago. But, obviously, Jalen Ramsey is a big part of that. Yeah, and look, you know, the you know, the Dolphins are going to need him. I mean, that's the thing. You already listed some of the wide receivers. We know the quarterback, especially in the AFC. I mean, forget about the NFC. We're talking about the AFC, and the AFC East in particular has, you know, a, a good, a really good, on-paper, deep lineup. I mean, when, when I know we joke about it, but when you consider, well, look, I, I, I think, you know, 
it remains to be seen, I, I think, about what, what Tua's going to ultimately be. I mean, we've seen great from him, and we've seen not so great from him. So I'm not going to, you know, write his name in pen as the, the, the hands-down third-best quarterback in this division. I mean, who knows? i got to see him on the field. But, like, when Mac Jones is considered the worst quarterback in the division, and, you know, look, he, he's, a, he's a decent young quarterback. That's what we know right now. I know there's a lot of jokes out there. He's decent. I mean, that's... That's that's what we know. We've seen some good. We've seen some bad. I mean, we're we're, we're kind of at the breaking point. We're going to find out who he is this year. But when, when he's the worst, quote-unquote, the division seems pretty strong because you have Josh Allen, you have Aaron Rodgers, you have Tua, you have Mac Jones. I mean, all serviceable, certainly, quarterbacks at, at the very least. So um, I think it's going to be a competitive division with some good defenses and some good talent so if you're Miami and you want to try to get in any advantage as you can yeah you go and you have an elite secondary because maybe that's enough to to slow down the Bills offense or the Jets offense no matter who's on it I mean who knows who's going to end up signing with the Jets you know moving forward so um the quarterback position in the AFC is so deep that the debate for the fifth best quarterback in the AFC at least in my opinion is Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, or Lamar Jackson. I think the top four quarterbacks in the AFC are Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, and Rodgers. And, and I'm putting Rodgers in there because, obviously, I, I think he's going to be closer to what he was in 20 and 21, not what he was last year when he was banged up. He had the thumb injury, the rib injury. and He, he clearly was not. Yeah, a little, a little too much ayahuasca. Year. Yeah, he <laughs> just wasn't into it last year, right? I mean, he just kind of – he literally mailed it in. I mean, he – he threw some interceptions last year that I've never seen him throw in the past. Almost like, I don't care. I'm throwing this thing up for grabs. If my guy comes down with it, great. If he doesn't, I'm going to go to the sideline and put my, my coat on. Um, so those are the four best quarterbacks in the AFC. So now you've got Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, who I'm extremely high on, and Lamar Jackson are like the next three guys. And that doesn't even factor in, you know, the, the Sean Watson and Russell Wilson turn to being closer to what they were a few years ago. And then you're talking about Tua and Mac Jones. And, heck, Kenny Pickett's probably the worst quarterback in the AFC North. And he ain't all that bad. He looked pretty good as a rookie. I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's a loaded it's a loaded position in the AFC. Like, good luck picking the three quarterbacks that make the Pro Bowl. None of them will show up and play in the game, obviously. But, you know, who are the three Pro Bowl quarterbacks in the AFC? You would just think going forward it's going to be Mahomes, Burrow, and Josh Allen because, you know, those three guys seem to have separated themselves. Although I think Allen – is below those guys just because he turns the ball over a bit too much. But that, that my whole point being, it's, it's such a loaded mm-hmm. position in the AFC compared to the NFC, where it's like Jalen Hurts and like who's the second best quarterback in the NFC? Is it Dak? Is it Kirk Cousins? Like you know, who is it? Well, it's like look, I I I I agree that of those three, I'd probably put Josh Allen third. But I'd also say that no one is asked to do more than Josh Allen, though, and I, I think that's part of why. Maybe his turnovers are a little bit more, and, and I know, you know, Chiefs fans are losing their mind right now. Oh, my God, how could you say that? No, it's true. I mean, the reality of it is true, because not only do they rely you know, rely on him and count on him to be an elite passer, but they essentially rely on him to be their running game, and I think that has a, um, a, a, a it takes a toll uh, on, on a quarterback. Uh, no matter how big and, and strong you are, it's going to take, take a toll over time. So, um and the head coach is a defensive coach, right, Sean McDermott? Oh, sure. Whereas yeah. Zach Taylor and Andy Reid are offensive coaches for Joe Burrow Look. and Patrick Holmes, and I think that helps. Look, 
I, I, I love this is one of my favorite stats. Thirty nine touchdowns thrown yeah. at or behind the line of scrimmage for Patrick Mahomes in his career. Um, that's nine more than what Tom Brady has thrown since since twenty ten. So yeah, if you're if you're going to ask me, you know, is it is it beneficial to have Andy Reid? Absolutely, because you had nine mm-hmm. of those such touchdowns last year, and I, I think either four or five of them were of the, uh, I'm just going to get the ball from the snap and drop it into my running back's hands, and that's a pass, you know? Like, so, yeah, those numbers look 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 nice, but, you know, it's, it's also, well, it's a nice benefit of having Andy Reid and someone who's willing to be like, hey, do what you got to do. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll throw it from the one-yard line, so, but. Um, so, to me, like I said, I mean, I do think Josh Allen is number three on that list, but. Um, I also think he's asked to do a lot more than than either of those two. Um, certainly more than uh, <laughs> more than Patrick Mahomes. So, but anyways, uh, if you believe Sean Payton, though, Russell Wilson might find himself back in that mix. And I, look, I, I'm I, I'm going to have to see it to believe it. But uh, uh, Sean Payton kind of went on a uh, you know he answered some questions about the previous regime and he was pretty candid about it i don't know you know again i mean obviously that makes him look better and and you know gives confidence to to the quarterback and the offense that they have because well he basically threw it all on the coaching and and look there's some legitimacy to that i mean nathaniel hackett didn't hack it <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry i i apologize for that um, like buddy Hackett. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, just, it old just, reference. That's yeah, a real old reference. Yeah. I was going to thank you. Thank you for, for, uh, distracting the listeners, uh, from my, my bad joke to your ancient one. So, um, but yeah, he, he obviously couldn't, you know, uh, uh, bring it all together. I mean, you had fans counting down the play clock. It got so bad last year. So that's a lot on the coaching and kind of the organization, aspect of it so yeah look there there's some legitimacy to maybe what um sean payton is saying and i obviously think sean payton's going to bring the most get the most out of russell wilson but do you think there's some you know resurgence ahead of us with russell wilson or do you think just a slight improvement is probably what we're going to see i think a resurgence i i also think he got kind of heavy last year right so he wasn't moving away john he trained 19 hours a day how the hell could he get heavy you know, maybe part of the training was hitting the buffet. I don't know. He, he just looked a little heavy to me last year. And, again, he's always been kind of a squat guy. He's like 5'10 and a half. He's not Tyler Murray. Tyler Murray's like 5'10 and more lift than, say, Russell Wilson. Well, Russell Wilson always had like a, you know, almost felt like a running back physique, right? Like thick legs, big butt, you know, big arms. Um, he looked a little heavy to me last year. I think he'll be – much better than last year. Now, will he be Russell Wilson, I guess, borderline MVP candidate, even though he's never received an MVP vote, nor should he ever received an MVP vote, uh, the way the old system was, when you only get one vote per voter. Uh, I think he'll be better than last year. Sean Payton's a really good offensive mind, and Sean Payton will tell you that. Um, you know, there may be no bigger ego among head coaches than Sean Payton, who, by the way, has the same exact resume as Mike McCarthy. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at Mike McCarthy and Sean Payton, they have the exact same resume. Now, McCarthy, I think, had the better quarterback in Aaron Rodgers compared to Drew Brees. Brees is obviously, you know, great quarterback uh, throughout his career. And now you see Mike McCarthy's actually had back-to-back 12-win seasons in Dallas. So I know we like to laugh at him, and he's 
kind of like Fred Flintstone, but his resume is equal to Sean Payton's. It's just, you know, the tonality and the look of it is, is quite different. But I think he'll be he'll be improved this year. Like, um, But again, he could be the ninth best quarterback in the AFC and, and still have a good year. Because yeah. we've seen, you know, how many of those quarterbacks have really stepped up. No, I, I, I no, it, it's true, and it's it, like I said. I mean, it's going to be fascinating how it plays out, and like I said, it's disappointing um, to to uh, go into a season personally uh, without Tom Brady under center. But uh-huh. but uh, the consolation prize is it should be a, a gauntlet of a uh, a fight for the AFC, and then then you have the NFC, which is uh-huh. um, well, it's. Uh, it's 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 the just it's just league. going well over there. Let's let's it's just going just splendid. So, um, but we'll, we'll we'll talk about the NFC another day. So, but thank you everyone for uh, tuning in. That's going to do it for us today. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at FBC Radio Live, and of course head over to fullpresscoverage.com and fullpresshockey.com and check out everything happening over there. And uh, we will uh, we'll be back on Monday. So thank you everyone, and uh, we will we'll talk to you then.